Hello everybody and welcome to We Are Marvel, where we explore all of the corners of the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse, mm -hmm. and we are also the official podcast of the We Are Marvel Facebook group. Please go give them a follow and a join today, and while you're there, because guess what, you're already on Facebook, Yep, go into the group. That's where you're at. Yeah. To get that, that group, getting a Facebook. So you're there already. Head over to We Are Marvel Pod and give us a like and follow as well. And if you hate Facebook as much as most people do, <laughs> we're on Instagram too, and we do pretty much the same thing. I was owned by Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's but all good. <laughs> some of you might not have known that, so head over there anyways. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, we are your hosts. My name is Justin, and for those that don't know, I do happen to be gorgeous. Wow, that's a new one. And my name is Jeremy, and I'm not. <laughs> Admitting it's the hardest part. You don't remember that from your notes on Fantastic Four? Oh, God, I do now. <laughs> I specifically put it at the top of my notes. <laughs> Justin happens to be gorgeous. Oh, that was great. I did. I totally put that in my notes last week. Yes. Oh, well played. Well done, sir. That's how I do. <laughs> uh, welcome back. Um, yes, yeah, so thanks for joining us. <laughs> Sorry, I'm yeah, I'm back now. Yeah, uh, better than ever. Yes, thank you guys for joining us. Um, if it's your first episode, thanks. Um, mm -hmm. If it's your, what are we on now, like 102? Something. Uh, it's hard to say. We thanks. went from 100 to like 101 in the course of like six months. <laughs> yeah, that's so. fair. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. Yeah, we're, sure. we're happy you're here. We're going to talk about a little X Men, the mm -hmm. the first ending of the trilogy, the first trilogy, or however you want to. The first that. crappy one that led to another crappy one that led to finally a really good one, which we're Bingo. not going to get to <laughs> for quite some time. Yes, yeah. So yeah, if you are new, we we are running through. Marvel movies not in the MCU in release order. Yes, we started with Jeremy's new favorite Ugh. movie, Howard the Duck, and <laughs> we have made our way all the way from the 80s to here. 2006. Yeah. 26 years of this. Yeah. And this is more or less... Well, I guess we when did we met in... Two, we did this a couple of years. We, did the, we met in 2004. Four. Yeah. But I do... I, the thing about this movie, and we'll get you know, to other stuff later, but I remember watching the trailer for this movie repeatedly daily in <laughs> class. Right. The class that we were in. Right. Because we had computers and it was our second year and we didn't have a lot to do. <laughs> so I just watched, I was so hyped on this movie that I just watched the trailer religiously. Yeah. And I don't blame you. Yeah. And, and even still like watching the movie, it's like, man, so much potential yeah. wasted. There, there was some <laughs> stuff that I was hoping for that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm still mad about it. And we're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, and let's get there. Grab your Icarus, everybody, because you need a healthy snack to to get through this. Yeah, Load up to, to get your strength up. Grab that Icarus, and let's talk some X3, the last stand. I will not stand for this again. I, But you will. Because there's like seven more movies after this. Okay. <laughs> Giddy up. The government develops a cure for mutations. And Jean Grey becomes a darker, uncontrollable persona 
called the Phoenix for some reason, <laughs> who allies with Magneto for other reasons, causing escalation into an all-out battle for the X-Men, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tagline for this, take a stand. Because <laughs> no one in this movie does. <laughs> Directed by Brett Ratner, which we'll get into later. Yeah, we got a little fun fact about that later. A couple of them, (laughs) including a recent one that was just divulged uh, yesterday, which I thought was very disturbing because that keeps happening to us. It really does. It's (laughs) so much Truman Show-ness going on. It's so wild. Yeah. Uh, written by Simon Kingberg and Zach Penn, who have done a crap ton of Marvel stuff, especially back in these days. Based on X-Men by Mr. Stan Lee and Jack the King Kirby. Starring Hugh Jackman, Halle Berry, Ian McKellen, Fremka Jansen, Anna Paquin, Kelsey Grammer, James Marston, Rebecca Romaine, Sean Ashmore, Aaron Stanford, Vinnie Jones, Patrick Stewart, Elliot Page, and so many others, I just can't name them because they didn't really have a role in the movie. This released May 24th, 2006 at Cannes and May 26th, 2006 in the U.S. with a budget of $210 million and a box office of $460.4 million. So not bad. No, not bad at all. I mean, you're going off the, the success of X2, which was three years before this. All right. So you had the hype. And again, I watch the trailer all the time. Yeah. I was stoked. So, you know, got that going for it. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll just kind of kind of go over my overall thoughts real quick, I guess. Because that's, you know, that's kind of what we do anyways. Because that's we're at the part of the show we're at right now is actually our overall thoughts. Hey, so I keep think this the is... curtain down, buddy. Don't oh. let them see back there. Oh, sorry. <laughs> wardrobe malfunction. Gross. <laughs> Um, so kind of overall thoughts on this, because it's like you mentioned, the hype was there. Mm-hmm. There are some stuff that I completely forgot about and some stuff that was just like ingrained in my mind that, like I mentioned earlier, still to this day that I'm disappointed about. Sure. The one that I'm disappointed about is Ben Foster oh. with, with Angel with the wings. And I'm like, oh mm-hmm. my gosh, yes, he's going to have a freaking huge role in this. I'm excited for it. Well, and he was a huge deal then. I mean, he was the up-and-coming right. actor that Hollywood was shoving down our throats at the time, but we didn't mind because unlike your Sam Worthingtons and some of the <laughs> others, he's actually really good. Yes, Like, I love Ben Foster. I yeah. wish he did more stuff. I know, me too. I, I, I love the run where he had it, and then he just dropped off for some reason, and he does mm-hmm. a few here and there, yeah. but I want more. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, but I was expecting more from him, and he was, yes, he showed up here and there, but it, and it was always like, oh, yeah, you're in this movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you're still here. Oh, yeah. that's what you're up to. It's just it was so just random. Oh, spots. you're back to save your dad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then Good you timing. fuck off again, and then you yeah. show back up at the park or something. Yeah, hey, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's such a. We'll get into it in the notes, but it's such a way because the trailers, I guess, didn't make it seem like it was a bigger role. Maybe yeah, I, I really just they, been in my mind. But. Yeah, I probably, but still, yeah, it could have been. Yeah, should have been, and. I could say that about almost every character in this movie. That's fair. We even have some fun facts about it, actually. Perfect. <laughs> so, a, a one in particular that uh, caused some problems and was just revealed uh, this past weekend at yeah. the, the local, not local, but the Comic-Con in New York. I don't know where it was. I think it was New York. I have okay. written down, but I don't remember. All right. Um, but I guess it, I didn't really give overall thoughts. <laughs> I just kind of gave, I don't know what I gave. 
But back to overall thoughts. Complaining about Ben Foster (laughs) is what you gave. In a good way. Yeah. And I want more Ben Foster. Who does? Overall thoughts. It was better than I remember, but still not good. Like, there were missing pieces. You were almost there. There were so many parts where it's like, oh, you just missed it. Or, oh, why'd you go that direction? Yeah. But it wasn't. I, it was. It is the. It is not a good one. Yeah. But it's. I don't think it's the worst X Men movie either. Or maybe it is because it's the others are better. You know, it's kind well, of one of those things. That would make it the worst one if all the others are better. No, because X Men Wolverine. See, and that's is, I toy with that because I when I finished watching it, I was like, yeah, X Men Origins. But X Men Origins to me is great until he gets the adamantium. Okay. Once he, I don't. I haven't watched it in a long time. Same. But basically, from the bathroom scene where he's uncontrollably cutting up a sink because he doesn't know what knives do, (laughs) on, it's garbage soup. But the beginning is pretty solid. Whereas this, I guess I can go into my overall thoughts. Like, I'm with you. Like, it's not as bad as I remember, Mm -hmm. but it's still not as good as it should have been. And I watched this on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, please give us some money. You have it to spare. Come on, you're raising your prices again. Yeah. Um, it. it's a an hour forty five. Mm-hmm. What I know? <laughs> <laughs> what in damn hell? Yeah. Like, and we'll get into it when we do the. They're not so fun facts, but that's what we call them. Like they were in such a a fucking rush to get this movie out, right? And I get why, because it's the only successful thing Fox had done. <laughs> but fa- Fantastic Four was successful and had a has a sequel. The following year, which we'll get to in a couple months or something, depending <laughs> on what happens. Um, you know, just let it breathe. Mm-hmm. When all the stuff happened, because what happened is essentially Brian Singer had a deal, and we'll talk about it more later, but then he left to do Superman Returns. Right. Taking James Marsden with him, which is why Cyclops is done the way that he's done, too. And it's a fine movie. I watched it recently because I was really hard up on Superman for a while. And okay. it, it's fine. Right. I, I enjoyed it more. It's like, like I enjoyed it more than I remember enjoying it. Kevin Spacey aside because he's a monster. <laughs> um, but then they went through this whole thing of revolving door directors before they finally landed on Rush Hour. And <laughs> it's just, it needed to be at least a half hour longer right. to make us give a shit about what was happening. Cause every single thing I was like, that's a cool idea. Yes. That's not done well. Right. That's a cool moment that doesn't matter that much. Cause I don't care. Mm-hmm. The like Jean gray being Phoenix in this is such a waste. It makes me sad Yeah, because they've done it twice now <laughs> and I, neither are good. I haven't watched the other one. It's better than this. Is it? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's I haven't watched it in a while, but it is considerably better than this. Okay. But the Cure idea, I mean, it's from the books. It's a whole thing. Uh, like they had so many great elements, they should have just ran with it. Yeah, and had Phoenix be for X Men Four, right? And just given it a half hour, really delve into the characters, really make us give a shit about any of the stuff that was happening. Because when this was announced. And they started casting, and they cast Kelsey Grammer's Beast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure you remember my excitement even back in yeah. 2006. Oh, like, yeah. Perfect. 
you know, Kelsey Grammer, again, he's kind of a monster in real life. And the new Frasier is not great. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I really, you know, and this isn't a Frasier cast, but, like, <laughs> the story is sound, mostly. Okay. The emotional beats, like, at the end mm-hmm. are solid, mostly. But the it's not funny. Oh. It's really not funny. Was it ever? Was it ever? Yes. It was very funny. Don't it was dry. <laughs> he loves Frazier. I had to, he did. I have I a, a fun co of him right there. <laughs> he does. And That's I have true. a fun co of Kelsey Grammer as Beast right there. Right there. Oh, and it's fuzzy. It is fuzzy. Flocked Ooh. is what they call him. No, I like fuzzy. You know. That's why you like me. It's but it's perfect casting. I mean, if you've watched the X Men cartoons from the '90s, if you've read X Men comics, like he is Beast. Yeah, love him or hate him, he is so perfect for that role. Right. And we'll talk about it later. But like the scene where uh, he's with Leech and you see his hand mm-hmm. turn normal is a great scene, and Kelsey does a great job with it. But even my wife was like, "He's all about mutant rights." in this but in the other movies he just wanted to get rid of his powers which is true to book right and so why is he all of a sudden like have this dual thing and i was just like i I kept throughout the entire movie i was like the these x-men movies are not known for continuity yes and if you try and figure out continuity even in the first three movies your head's gonna hurt because it doesn't quite make sense <laughs> yeah and then you tack on the mcavoy fassbender era and it's even worse yeah because it really doesn't make sense but at the end of the day this movie is essentially wiped out by days of future past for some reason yeah they don't really say why or how mm-hmm. but it is yeah and to kind of go back to that base thing i i would say that or uh, that's how i would be okay with it Early on, yeah, he wanted to get rid of his powers, mm-hmm. get rid of it. I want to be normal, normal. Because he still kind of does in this yeah. one. He's He understands yeah. the want for that. Yeah, and in X2, they show Hank McCoy on a TV screen mm-hmm. in his... I mean, he has mutant powers already. Right. But he looks normal. Right-ish. He's a dude in a suit with glasses. I was really hoping for the transformation in this movie. Yeah. I really wanted it so very badly. Yeah. And... That didn't happen. No. This made it seem like this is the way he always was, and that cameo Easter egg in X2 doesn't exist or matter. Right. Because he's been Beast in his blue furry form for question mark. Yeah, it was. they just happen to have the same name. Yeah. And job, job title. title. <laughs> and affiliation with the school. <laughs> yeah. And that's... It's, uh, so many wasted opportunities. Because if you had had him on the team from the first movie you know because he is a founding member of the Mm x-men which was a nice touch they do kind of allude to that you could have had that progression right like if they hadn't felt the need to make nicholas holt the hulk basically (laughs) in days of future past and just kept him blue and then in their third or fourth movie had that moment with nicholas holt seeing his hand for the first time normal in a decade or two oh yeah awesome yeah that would have been good but in this it's just like yeah that's a great scene but i don't care as much as like i care because i know the story Mm -hmm. but anybody else it's so base level it doesn't matter right 
problem? <laughs> it, it, it keeps falling. I just got to tighten it up real quick. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> okay. So let's get um, into the nitty and the gritty. Yes. Because we've already been doing it, this for a while. If I don't get into it at the towards the end, remind me of how this reminds me of Infinity War. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Somebody call in everyone, please. <laughs> I'll put in my notes, and you could do the same with yours, because it's a reminder for you. But I'll yeah, put but Infinity I, War question mark, Jeremy. Your notes are in my email. Whose fault is that? Yours. You emailed it <laughs> to me. <laughs> yes, but you didn't look at them until we hit record. <laughs> so, And I'm done looking at them now. <laughs> First bummer for me is no opening Xavier speech. Oh, okay. <laughs> because it was like a staple. It's like not having the Odin speech in Ragnarok. Like, there's a rhythm. It makes them feel more like a complete unit. Well, that's fair. Yeah. And that's what... I mean, they have Thor do one kind of in Ragnarok. Yeah. But like what you could have done, not that we're talking about Thor, but have Odin do one for Ragnarok... And then Thor has to do one for Love and Thunder. Right. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. And not having... I mean, it's Patrick Stewart. You just want to hear him read the phone book anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, like, not having him, especially for such a big story, because it's Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Big deal. It's always a big deal when Phoenix shows up. Right. Unless they do it this way. <laughs> and it, it just... It was like, oh, that's not there. But the de-aging looked better than I remember. Yes, it looked better, but it was still very obvious. You sure? And well, there I were just mean. there were just parts where it was like uncanny valley type thing mm-hmm. with the eyes. I think was the biggest problem. Which I why like why are you changing anything with the eyes? Leave them. Well, we have to look <laughs> less milky. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> well, and that's and my wife was bugging on that too because like, well, wasn't Xavier walking? Why is he walking? Because in the other movies. He was crippled by now, yeah. and then that was, it's like, and that, that was the first instance where I was like, just don't, just don't, like, yeah. it's not, you're gonna, <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna, and the way I tried to explain it is it's kind of like how the J.J. Star Treks are its own timeline. All right. So. <laughs> Which, that's what we have right now in the MCO, is different timelines. Sure. I mean, they never explain it in that way no. to make it clear or helpful. They just go, we're starting over, but then in the second one, we're going to bring all these people back because <laughs> we have to do Days of Future Past in our second movie yeah. <laughs> for some fucking reason. Uh, it's a good movie. I just, it, oh, it's stone, it just bothers me. Fox <laughs> has this need to like pick all of the big stories and do those first and then... Yeah. shit on the rest of it and yeah it's just like then they're like oh people still like these okay well what do we, we do want now to make more <laughs> let's do this <laughs> anywho um seeing stanley is always a pleasure and the yeah. other guy that they show i think he's mowing his lawn okay. is chris claremont who worked on x-men oh okay yeah very nice i believe he was on the run when they introduced like wolverine and Storm and Colossus and Nightcrawler and that giant size X Men. I'm sure you've seen the cover to a billion times where they're all bursting out of them. Oh, okay. That I believe that was when Claremont was on. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Nice. 
Um, Angel cutting off his wings was brutal. Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah, and you know it's like, coming, and you've yeah, seen it's, it. It's, it's so, graphic. Ugh. Yeah, and it's it, what made it me think about the reason. One of the reasons why I don't like this movie is it's too bright. Okay. Every scene in this movie is very shiny, and lit, like brightly. Whereas not, not the like other cool movies kids. felt <laughs> dark and dingy it wasn't like we were in the dc universe but there was just a tone literally a tone Mm -hmm. to those movies that made them feel more gritty and dark and real okay whereas this it felt like i'm watching a movie that's fair yeah i can kind of see where you're talking about yeah and that that scene was when i first kind of thought about it because it it is a brutal scene Mm -hmm. but it just felt so clean it okay. felt so squeaky, like I'm watching a Disney cartoon, so none of this actually has much weight. Right. And then, of course, we only see Angel a couple times, so it really doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, we are off to a decent start. I mean, we've got this origin for Jean mm-hmm. that was pretty interesting, show that she's kind of dark and has this thing, because, you know, we can't do Phoenix the way it's done in the books. So we have to have it be an alter ego. Fine. Sure. Cool. Sure. I mean, I mean, you have to introduce aliens and all this other stuff. I get it. Yeah. Fine. Just do it better. <laughs> and then you get the angel scene, which is also cool. And then you get Colossus and Wolverine doing what's called the fastball special, okay. which is when he throws him. <laughs> yeah. He does it twice in this movie. He does it it's twice. awesome. Yeah. Great. You get a sentinel head. It doesn't really look like a sentinel head, but it's right. just a big robot head. Yeah, we're supposed to assume that's what it is, yeah. Yeah, even though we don't see anything else of it. But fine, cool. <laughs> and they're in the danger room for the first time <laughs> in the series. Yeah. Because it took them three movies to remember they have the danger room <laughs> for some reason. Like, this movie had uh, stuff. It did. It had a lot of potential. There, there was a lot of parts where it was like, ugh, you're so close. Yeah. Like, this is cool, but then you just ruined it. Yeah, yeah. a lot. Several times <laughs> in a row at yeah. the end. <laughs> oh, this makes me sad. I know. Um, I have obviously a special shout out to Kelsey as Beast. Right. He looks perfect. He I does. love he the style. Great. I dressed as him as for Halloween. I think I still have it on my Facebook page. Probably. I took some... Uh, werewolf costume stuff like a werewolf wig and the claws and they spray painted them in my garage blue <laughs> i took a newspaper and just sprayed them all blue and then i bought a lab coat and put on my nice ish clothes yeah painted my face all blue grew my beard out a little bit <laughs> yeah i remember the picture we posted yeah. it on our other podcast facebook yeah. page mm-hmm. yeah like you can reprise the role uh, if it wasn't for painting my face blue. I probably still have the stuff, honestly. Oh, yeah. Like if I really you hard collect enough, things, you keep things for a while. Uh, sometimes it's you know <laughs> passing every once in a while. But yeah, I think I might still have it oh, somewhere. Man. That would be great. Yeah, you should do it, listeners. We'll see. Right in. If I didn't have to paint my face blue, because like I did a whole thing where I was really into Halloween, and I like everybody else in the universe, I dressed as Heath Ledger's Joker that. Okay. Halloween and painted my face white and <laughs> black eyes and hair green and shit. It's yeah. just, it's getting it out. Oh, really? That's tough, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, 
Now I have a wife where I can go, did I get it all? That's fair. But (laughs) still, like, then you have to, you're the one that has to clean the shower now. Because, like, (laughs) I'm an adult. I can't go, Mom, there's paint in the shower. I don't have better technology these days, right? I would hope so. But I still don't want, like, when I'm a kid, I don't care about paint in the drain. Yeah. I don't even think about it. But now I go, if that paint is in my drain and it damages my drain, I have to pay (laughs) to get it fixed. I don't want that. I don't think the paint damages the drain. It's just the... Wouldn't you think? No. It's just paint. It's all watered down. I guess. But wouldn't it... uh... Yeah, but eventually it would dry. (laughs) It's... I think it's too too watered down. There's too much liquid in there. I don't think that's how paint works. (laughs) But I don't know. I'm not going to risk it. I'd love to do it, though. Anyway, he's great. I love the look. I love his, his mannerisms. Like, again, he is Beast, which is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I did think it was weird that they started the meeting and then they were like, hey, the meeting started. And then he goes to go to the meeting. <laughs> like, shouldn't you already been there? Well, you mean the way that they kind of shanghaied him in the meeting anyway. Yeah. I don't think that they... It's almost like they were trying to screw him from the get-go. Kind of. But if that was... How we were supposed to see that, they should have been like, hey, they're, they'd like to see you. Be like, oh, you guys had a meeting. Now you're inviting him. Mm-hmm. But instead it was like... Oh, the meeting started. Okay, I'm on my way. <laughs> it just it should have been about line. to start. Right. Yeah. About to start. One word. Yeah. You know, about uh. to. <laughs> Damn. And then we get uh, a cameo that doesn't matter from a character who's supposedly Bolivar Trask. Right. In name only, of course, cuz yeah. he has absolutely nothing to do with anything that is associated with Bolivar Trask. If you don't remember what that name is, it's Peter Dinklage. In Days of Future Past. He creates the Sentinels. And I remember hearing that name and going, oh, I know that name. Yeah. But yeah, for this movie, it was just a, hey, here's a little Easter egg, you nerds. And here's the thing. So, he hasn't created the Sentinels, as far as we know. There are no Sentinels in this universe, so far as we know. Right. What were they fighting in the danger room? <laughs> Giant robots. I mean, I guess so. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I, 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 That's a good question. <laughs> like, some of the funnest parts of the X-Men animated series from the 90s was the Danger Room stuff. And they did fight holographic uh, Sentinels. And the right. whole thing about the Danger Room is that it's like hard light projections or something. Like, they're not real, mm-hmm. but they can still damage them and be damaged by them. Right. And there's different settings. They even mentioned the different settings in the... I think it's parameters or something in the movie, but there's different heart, you know, difficulty settings. Okay. You can set it to for just how dangerous it is. Right. And how intense it is. But even back in 2006, I was like, well, wait a sec. We have Bolivar Trask who created the Sentinels, but there's no mention of that here. <laughs> Otherwise, that would be a bigger deal. Right. But we just saw a Sentinel. Yeah. Or did we? Yeah, I guess we didn't. But why'd you make it look like we... It's close to one. I mean, I guess yeah. that's, again, it's good enough for the Fox universe where... Right. It, it's just a giant robot. I think you're right. Like, they're yeah. just fighting a big giant robot for training. Right. And... It, 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 like, I think you're right. It's it's a Fox thing. It's a... Somebody said, let's put it in. Fox was okay with it. Yeah. But they don't care the meaning behind it. Yeah. Like, every other character in this movie... 
<laughs> yeah. When you get the menagerie of nonsensical cameos and wasted potential that yeah. is the air quotes brotherhood of mutants for this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yuck. <laughs> um, but we get the mutant cure, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Um, Leech, who in the comics and cartoons is a, um, I mean, he's a mutant, but he's part of like the, I think they're called the Warlocks or Morlocks or something. They live in the sewers, Uh kind of like the mutants in uh, Futurama. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Do you watch Futurama? I've watched uh, quite a bit a long time ago, but I... Well, you should watch it. It's a great show and it just came back for 10 episodes and they're pretty great. Alright. Anyway, it's like that. Okay. Um, and they have it be... I, the kid looked really familiar. I looked him up and he wasn't in anything that really rang a bell. Really? Yeah. Because I thought the same thing. I was like, hey, that's the kid that always looks creepy. And here he is again looking creepy. Yeah. Nothing but I, else? I mean, you feel free to look him up. Yeah. Because I, I was going to, but I didn't. Yeah. And I, did, I, I IMDb'd him and I was like, none of these sound... F- as familiar as they should for what this kid's face makes me think of <laughs> that it should. <laughs> All right. So maybe right. it's a different creepy kid that looks very similar to this kid. Um, Magneto raises his army of mutants at the mutant town council meeting in the rundown church. Uh, we get a bunch of nondescript mutants like the big fat guy that you go, oh, is that Blob? And then he shrinks down to a normal person for oh. some reason for a joke, I guess. Yeah. To I, I, yeah, sit between <laughs> two people because why would you do... I mean, like, he just thinks he's so damn funny doing it, I guess, because <laughs> he has a big stupid grin on his face. <laughs> he did, too. And kind of looked at the others like, yeah, I knew I, I was going to do that. Because yeah. you didn't move whatsoever. Right. <laughs> or even acknowledge that I existed because this was all done after the fact in a computer <laughs> and even I probably didn't even know what was happening to me. And then you get, I guess, Calypso mixed with um, what's his face from Logan a little bit with the mutant tracking abilities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then there's... And that was just a, hey, I need you to find I need this. to do one thing with yeah. you. And so then you, you have don't really... Powers. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Like everything else in this movie. Arc light. Can you make an arc light <laughs> yeah. for this one time we need you to make that arc light? <laughs> Thanks. Spike, can you throw some spikes here, even though we already got the quill guy who can also throw spikes? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but we need the quill guy to kill that one doctor after he gives her a hug, I guess. Right. Because I thought he did more. Pretty, I did too. But and that actor is in a lot of stuff. Okay. I mean, he was in Lost. He was in a Star Wars. Okay. He's... <laughs> I mean, he's done a ton of stuff. He's one of those, like, oh, he's in that thing. Right. Okay. He's in Saw. Like, he's done a ton of shit. Yeah, I just, I, I for some reason, I remember him doing more. And... Yeah, well, yeah. I think we all remembered a lot of things in this movie being more. And Yeah. <laughs> or not. And you're right, that doctor looked familiar in the video than she did in person. They look like two different doctors. But I think they're supposed to be the same. No. Oh, wait, I'm thinking two different doctors. You are thinking of two different yes. doctors. Yeah, there's the one that worked with Worthington. Yes. On the cure. She looked familiar. And then she, there's the one who's supposed 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 to be Moira, mm-hmm. which is Rose Byrne's character from First Class. Perfect. Yeah. Well, she is the one that looks different from the video to in person. Huh. 
I wasn't paying close enough attention to the video. It was fine. Because in the video, she looked familiar. All right. But the one that was helping Worthington who got uh, spiked in the face. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's been in other stuff. Yeah. I just couldn't, I didn't think to actually look it up. So yeah, she's got that very iconic voice. Yeah. Very deep voice. Um, so we already talked about Beast meeting Leech and the hand thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's still, it might be my favorite scene in the movie. Basically everything with Kelsey Grammer is my favorite scenes in the movie. <laughs> okay. Not just because it's Kelsey Grammer, because it's, but it's the only stuff that actually like lands, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Has some actual sort of gravitas. Yeah. I, uh, nothing is popping to my head now. So it makes me think you're right. Yeah. But I also don't want to sit here silently thinking about the whole movie, trying to find something. Well, I mean, we're going to go through it because the next... Yeah, if we go through it and I think of it, I'll I mean, obviously, we have The Death of Scott, which is coming up here right now. Um, But we don't see it, which is fine. Right. Because it builds the, what happened to Scott? They were making out and his face started to bubble for some reason, I guess. What happened? My wife thought she was stealing his powers. Because it did look like that. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think so. Right. It's been a while, but I don't recall that being what happened. And it wasn't. It wasn't. They don't really say what did. Aside or why. F- or, w- well, why is because she's crazy. And that's all you need. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I guess I needed more. <laughs> Too bad, he's in Superman Returns now, in a role where he didn't need to be there. Except he had a helicopter to save him at the end, I guess. Even though it's Superman and he can fly. Um, Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's just something. Because it's Scott and Jean. Sure. Yeah, we kind of root, I guess, as the audience, we're supposed to kind of root for Logan and Jean to get together, even though they have no earthly business being together, Mm -hmm. because she's with Scott. And he's a much better person mm-hmm. in the comics and cartoons, not in these movies, as we've discussed three times now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, like, of all the times they've wasted Cyclops, this is the most irritating. Yeah. Like, I get him being a mopey dick Sure. in the beginning, because he lost Gene. Right. I understand that. Very sad. Mm-hmm. But then, and again, the reason why is oh. Superman Returns. Right. And I will say, he had a great line... Uh, where he goes, he kind of, you know, claps back, if you will, mm-hmm. to Logan with the, we don't all heal as quick as you. Yeah. I thought it was a great line. It is a great line. Because there's, there's some meaning to it. There is. In a know, better movie, that's a great line. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we get, pretty much. Like, yeah, because, and that's the thing, like, she emerged, he gets all pissy and screams at the water and shoots at it. Fine. I understand. Sure. I'd do that, too. Yeah. Then she emerges from the water, incredibly dry and looking fine. Well, he just dried her off with, with his that's, eyes. Knew it. When my wife asked, <laughs> I should have been like, well, he dried her. He dried her version. with the eyes. Obviously. <laughs> and the telekinetic bubble she's been in. Cocoon. Cocoon. Sorry. Yes. Kept her safe. Yeah. Even when I heard that in watching this, I was just like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes, that is true. Like that, okay, fine. That is probably what would have happened with that character. But in this movie, I just went, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's solid. But in this movie, no. <laughs> you need to do better. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and then the, she has her power controlling power. 
Because... Oh, where she can block his... Or something. Because... Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing with Scott and the reason he wears those cool sunglasses at night is because he can't control his beams. If he opens his eyes, they just spray everywhere. Right. And I was wondering, is it just that the red lens... I know it's... I'm assuming it's more than just a regular red lens. Is that what just dissipates... Yeah, I mean, it's essentially blocking it. I mean, it's keeping it with the visor, like it's all sealed to his face. And that's why his glasses, I'm doing hand Mm -hmm. gestures for those of you listening at home. (laughs) They're like those sunglasses that like actually cup your eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like there's no way, it's not like my glasses where it would hit the lens and then bounce everywhere else. Right. But they actually like seal the entry points to where it just can't get out. Because right, sure. if he even just like went, excuse me, with the glasses down, like mm-hmm. I just did for all of you listening at home, <laughs> who can't see what I'm doing, no. they would just Lucky. right at your face. Okay. Which is true to book. Yeah. That's Fair. part of his burden. He has to wear his sunglasses at night and listen to that song <laughs> on repeat, <laughs> nonstop. And so if anyone walks in and they see him, he just points at the radio and they're like, oh, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so since that's the case... But she never I, uses it again. Yeah, I was just, yeah, she doesn't. Because she's like... When you, she should. <laughs> many times. She right. should do a lot of things many times. And yeah, it's just like, you can't hurt me or something. I can control it now, I think is some, one of the things that she might say. Yeah. And you see the light dim in his eyes, the red light, not the life in his eyes. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that later. too. Yeah, it <laughs> does later. happen. Just and it later. goes away, and it's fine. And he's yeah, like, you see those beautiful blues. Yeah, you're back, and you're great. I'm going to go do a couple Sonic the Hedgehog movies now. and going to be <laughs> terrible for everybody involved. And then... They're not that... Well, the first one's not that bad. I haven't rough. seen the second one. See, first I like the second fine. one better than the first one. Because well, it's more... Yeah, I watched the first one, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I watched the Super Mario movie. I love the Super Mario movie. Have you watched that? Yes, they're totally different things. No, they're not. They're two video game movies based on wacky mascot characters. One is live action, one is not. Doesn't have to be. <laughs> and even if it is... And it is. It doesn't need to be... <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog becomes Yogi Bear. <laughs> I don't have an argument for that one. <laughs> like, where's the Emerald City and all the shit that he... Oh, just made me sad. Anyway... <laughs> So his face bubbles when they make out. Yeah. And then it stops. What happened to Scott? He died. Yeah. Yeah. If you're waiting for more, that's there isn't. Yeah. Because they even don't show it in the little flash that Logan gets. Right. Which is when you'd show it. One would think. I mean, we can put two together (laughs) after what she does to the door. But still, it's like, what? Um, Yeah. So we hear about Gene's rageful second personality called the Phoenix, dude, and it's being suppressed by psychic blocks that Xavier's implemented to control her powers. All, all fine and well and good. Mm-hmm. Logan's pissed about it, but he'll soon realize the importance of it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and then another cool scene that could have been better, more utilized, is Angel refusing the cure. Mm-hmm. And here's my thing with this. It's it's great, except it doesn't make sense, because the f- literally first scene of, well, second scene of the movie, 
is him chopping off the wing. So what happened well, in the last, let's call it decade, that made him go, you know what? I like these feathers. I, I They're pretty. Now, here's the way I, I saw it, and maybe this will help you. I saw it as him trying to get rid of the wings because he knows how his dad would react to it, mm. which which works and helps helps your kind of idea here. If he's so worried is, how his dad's going to react to it, yeah. and he knows his dad wouldn't like it, mm-hmm. so he's trying to hide it and get it away, which he is doing. Sure, and make now a mess all over the bathroom and doing it. But yeah, blood in the sink and uh, all that, and all the feathers. So now his dad is trying to get rid of them again, mm-hmm. and he's trying to please his dad. But just can't go through with it. Because he really wants them. And there is okay go. with it. I just fixed the movie for Justin. Well. For this one scene. <laughs> well, I mean, I agree with you. Right. It, looking however, at it that way works. Okay. However. With that in mind. Do that. Then. Like, okay. have that be the... Like, I, I, and I do think that is what they were doing. Well, then they did do that. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just like... Give me, and it's not like Cap America First Avenger where I'm like, 10 more minutes of a cool fight scene of him and the Howling Commandos coming together as a unit really would have set this movie on a new, new plateau that would have been perfect. This, yeah. like, you need a half hour, yeah. which is a long time in movie terms, and maybe even like 45 minutes where you actually, like, give these characters some character. Yeah. Because it's a cool idea. Angel is a founding member of the X-Men. He's never treated like that in any of the movies, but he is one. <laughs> and he has a cool arc, too. I mean, in the comics, he gets corrupted by Apocalypse and turned into Archangel with the racer wings, which I believe happens in X-Men Apocalypse. I think so. Even though we don't care because he's a cage fighter, I guess, in that one or something stupid. And it's just like do do the thing, do like make it's such a cool story. X Men is such a great story when it's done well. Yeah, and it's just like make it just makes me want to watch the animated series and never watch another movie until <laughs> the MCU finally pops one out. <laughs> Anywho, um, but I do like the no dad. It's what you want. And then he fucks off out the window and flies away. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Then we get the motorcade ambush, which given how many flying cars we've seen in these movies did not look as good as I would have liked. Yeah, it was fine. It, did, <laughs> it didn't look like, it didn't look better than it did before. Yeah. I'll agree with you that, but it, yeah. it was fine. The The semi one that he flips over them mm-hmm. looked like, okay, I see where the strings are and all that. Like, mm-hmm. it didn't look good. No. And again, it's just too bright. Everything Maybe happens in the daytime except for the end scene, even though the end scene started in the day. Yes. But by the time he got the bridge to the island, it was nighttime. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, he got the bridge there still day. By the time they got there, it was night. I don't know, man. Because they yeah. also thought they were at the end. But yeah, it immediately went. I have a whole, like, take a boat. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I Most of you can fly. Yeah, apparently because you all fly very well off of the bridge. Yeah, or just get mutants. a a big metal like get a trailer that's yeah. made of metal. And, and I you get all stand why on. he did it is because it's Magneto. Yeah, like showmanship. Plus, sure. it's human, so fuck them. But like you need, I mean, you not personally, but you mutants need bridges too. <laughs> you dick. Yeah, <laughs> you can't all fly. <laughs> I know. Jerk. I, but I thought the same thing when they when that was the next scene. It was dark already. I'm like, 
Did really? he also move the sun? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not a class five mutant, but he's a four. <laughs> Solid four. Jeez. Um, yeah, and Mystique gets depowered, and Magneto says, fuck you, immediately. I felt like she came back later in the movie. I mean, she does for uh, like a half a scene. Not she Mystique, but, but regular. Yeah, but Rebecca. Yeah, she tells yeah. them where their hideout is. Oh, I must have peed or blinked or something. And yeah, it was very quick, and she didn't talk. Mm-hmm. It was just video footage of her. Like, she showed, look who okay. gave us the info. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. what I and thought, and the then I, I didn't think about it till now. Yeah. I didn't remember seeing that scene, but yeah. Okay. Which now I kind of wonder if she was still in on it, but then it's like, why would she be? Is she just How does that she loyal? know where they went? Was that the plan? To go to the woods? I don't know, because when they did show up, they were already gone. So it's like, did they know somebody was going to tell them? I don't I. Yeah, Again, and another mutant, multiple man, who's introduced in this scene, which is Mick Steamy or whatever from Grey's Anatomy. Yep, that's exactly what I didn't, <laughs> I didn't recognize him, and then my wife. I mean, we watched Grey's Anatomy. It was a fun show for the first decade. <laughs> um, after the twelfth car wreck, it got a little old. <laughs> Third plane crash. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, my wife pointed it out. I was like, oh yeah, that is who it is. Yeah, good on him. It I had mean, to be sad. one of his very early. Yeah. Rolls. Oh yeah. I mean, Gray's was going because it was 2006. Was it going? I think so. Look it up. <laughs> but I'm pretty. Sh- I but I doubt he was on it then. It was I probably. I thought he was pretty early, but yeah, maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. Gray's Anatomy started in 2005. So, yeah. No. So it wouldn't well, have been when me, he was on it. Let me try and see what his run was. I think he came in in season two. Pretty so sure. So he played. He was the one that... Yeah, 2006 to 2021. Huh. Well, well, Dr. Mark time. Sloan. There it is. Um. Anyway. this Maybe this was the thing he did like right before he got that. Yeah, it very well could have been. Because yeah. this would yeah, have filmed in like 2005. Yeah, 2004, 2005. Or something to do post. Anyway, that was him. And he was uh, in that scene and in the motorcade. And he popped out with all his multiple things. And... Then he did it again in the woods, and that was all we needed him for. I can use a man with your talents in a scene. Yeah. <laughs> yep, another, another. I can use you once you're on the team. <laughs> oh, man. Gross. All right, so he's done quite a bit of things. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, um, and then the juggernaut, Mr. Vinny, been in more <laughs> things than you remember. He's been in Jones. Yeah. Is set free in that cool S&M suit. <laughs> yes. I didn't think about that. But yeah, you are right. It's very weird. We were... Um, oh, man. <laughs> my wife's a big true crime person, and mm. so she listens to crime and sports. Okay. I've listened... They do have another show called Small Town Murder, Okay. which is a lot of fun. Like, they're comedians. Well, they're comedians, <laughs> and they make fun of how stupid these criminals are. Okay. Thinking they can get away with it. Explaining the And that's the part of... Stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's part of what the... Uh, their intro is is like we're scumbags we're not assholes we make fun of you know or we're assholes not scumbags so that's that goes okay. that way but anyway it's they make fun of how stupid the criminals are okay. how shitty the towns are how stupid and inept the police are trying to catch these idiots <laughs> okay and you know all but the most love and sympathy for 
the victims and their families and all that. So we actually saw him live in Seattle. Oh yeah, uh, several years ago. It was a lot nice. of fun. But yeah, Vinny Jones is a notorious soccer hooligan who has his own crime and sports episode. It's number one ninety six. If you want to get to it, nice. I've I only listened to part of it last night. Okay, but I mean it's, yeah. I like him. I mean, he's a cool actor. Like, I mean, Lockstock. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one that's basically Lockstock, but Snatch? it's not Snatch? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a fair argument. <laughs> yeah. uh, for horror fans, because he used to do a horror podcast, Midnight Meat Train. Okay. He's in that with Bradley Cooper, another Marvel alum. Really? And um, huh. I think Leslie Bibb is the lead female lead in that one name sounds familiar uh, iron man she's um the reporter yeah oh okay christine everhart yeah yeah so. nice it's a weird movie but <laughs> midnight and it's just i remember seeing the box i bought it at walmart and it was called midnight meat train which passing by that title you go hmm <laughs> yeah and then you read it and i saw the cast and i went okay it's a great movie. Stu- now, like, it, and the title makes sense. Okay. Now, when, did you just post in our group chat that you were watching, or was that Brandon? Uh, it was Brandon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, a friend of the show, Brandon. You guys know Brandon. Yeah, and I think we didn't. We had to have done an episode on it because it, it's a great movie. Like, if you want to borrow, yes, it really is. Like, it's one of those B C level horror movies. You don't like horror movies, so I won't let you borrow it because you won't like it. But perfect. It's a, I, I don't for anybody who hasn't seen it. I don't want to say too much, but it is if you're a horror yeah. fan, watch it. There you go. Because it's it's very interesting. Like I bought it as almost a joke because I was I have a friend we used to go to stores and he would buy just the shittiest BC level movies, okay. and he made me watch a couple and I was just like, ugh, gross. And so I was like, okay, I'm gonna finally buy one mm-hmm. because it has a good cast great movie so have you really done it then have you bought a shitty b or c movie no yes <laughs> oh, okay. not that one but okay. i bought others <laughs> uh where am i at anyway so we see juggernaut and he does what he does yeah i know i was, I was waiting for the looks. line but i forgot how late it is in the movie yeah because it's so <laughs> it's got to have the right oomph. yeah that's what it is you know it's it's got to be there um, so let's see. Gene gets uh, very aggressive, as we'll call it, with Logan. Yeah. In more ways than one. Yeah, they're they're ready to get at it. <laughs> and then she's ready to get out. <laughs> um, I, and I did like like there's a moment where Gene comes through the Phoenix persona and starts crying and like, where am I? What's going on? What yeah. happened to Scott? Kill me! It's yeah. like there's some great moments in this movie. In a better movie. Yeah, in a better movie. <laughs> and her breaking free is even cool. Like, she shoves him against the wall, even though she could have just killed him. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Or not, because she didn't later, either. It's fine. Yeah. Twice, I guess. And I have a question about that scene later, too. Okay. We'll get to it, though. But the way she, like, disintegrates the door and shoves it, like, that's really fucking yeah. cool. It looked very cool. <laughs> then they visit her at her house, Xavier and Magneto... And what the explosive results? Oh, oh, oh. Like a, <laughs> hey. House explodes, oh. and so does Xavier. Yanks. It's sad how much, how often they take Xavier off the board. I know. Well, you kind of have to. I get that you have to, but it's just like fucking every time. I know. 
This one except is, for first class is much more permanent. So. Yeah, <laughs> or is it? No, <laughs> and they don't explain why. Is it? That was another one where <laughs> it ended, and well, I, when he died, it was like, but he comes back. How is he in Logan when he's in this? And I was just like, just it's yeah. That was another branch. Is it though? It's, <laughs> look, and that's the only way that's going to help you. Okay, <laughs> so just. Convince yourself, lie to yourself as much as you can about this. And it's it's like it's a fine fight scene with Juggernaut and Wolverine and shit and the yeah. stuff and whatever. And yeah, it's Wolverine getting it, his ass kicked. That's all it was, wasn't it? Did he ever get an upper no, hand it's on him? Juggernaut, like no one does until Kitty, kind of at the yeah. end, because he's a yeah. big old lummox. And yeah, and just, did he? Or did he, I mean, he eventually woke up. So did he? Though we don't see we don't that. see it, but, but you would yeah, assume eventually he would have woken up. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the death of Xavier was pretty solid. You know, very creepy smile. It was. <laughs> yeah. If I saw the last thing I saw, I would be like, "Is this on me? Like, what? I Did tried. I miss something? <laughs> like, was I supposed to do more?" And you were like, "Yeah, you're here. You're gonna save because I didn't save you." Oh wow, dude! If I that if that's the last thing I saw before someone disintegrated, I that's it for me. Yeah. Disintegrate me too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never come back from this. It oh. was so like I get the point was like oh I'm trying to be like it's okay, even though right. it's really not okay. <laughs> you know. And there's no indication as to why it would be okay, because yeah, there cause was no getting through to her. No, it's not like well she did that and now she understands. Yeah. Or Gene finally fights through. Yeah. No. There was no indication at any point in that scene that Gene was still there. No. The only, and really the only time we've seen that is that scene in the medical room. Yeah. And then at the at end. At the end, yeah. That's it. Because, you know, <laughs> after about this, she's just standing there with Magneto. Yeah. She doesn't actually do anything. Not a thing. She could stop so many things. Yeah. Which she All eventually does. But does she, though? <laughs> well, she stops the things from hitting her, is what I meant. I guess. Well, she could have done earlier, but Magneto had to stop them. It's like, but she's there. Couldn't she have moved the bridge? Couldn't she have moved them all? <laughs> yes, she could have moved them all. Yes. <laughs> Without moving the bridge? <laughs> Stupid. Um, uh, Xavier's funeral is pretty cool. The Brotherhood camp out with Jane in the woods makes me sick. <laughs> It's just... Why? Because it's stupid. Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's like we were just saying, like, she doesn't... Aside from that scene where Magneto's like, you could do anything. Here's this gun. I can just make it float around. But you, you right. can do anything with this gun. And then she does. All she and does is she take it apart. It's like... And threatens to cure him, I guess. Yeah. For reasons I don't... I guess it's because... She was saying in that scene and no other scene that you're trying to control me like Xavier was. Which is true. <laughs> yeah. And he, I don't know if he's true. trying to control her, but he's definitely trying to... Manipulate her? Manipulate her to do what he wants, yeah. Which is... It is the type of control, you're right. <laughs> yeah, but so, also, that's fair. what is it that he wants her to do? <laughs> she doesn't actually do anything... I have no idea. Except for explode everybody at the yeah, end, including mutants. I think, <laughs> Pretty she, sure. I think he wants her to explode the kid. I guess. He could explode the kid. Get a big quarter and just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, right. 
It's a kid. Just like... <laughs> although... You gotta do it from a distance. Gotta do it from a distance. He could fling the quarter pretty quick. He did it in first class pretty well. Just... <laughs> Yeah, he did. Ding. Um, anyway. I'm going to skip that one because it doesn't lead to anything like everything else. They talk <laughs> about closing the school for five seconds. They go, we can't close the school. I know. And they go, so weird. Because this guy's here. See this guy? Yeah. <laughs> he showed up. Yeah, Angel's and, here. Yeah, why did that? Everybody. Like, <laughs> if they had a history or something, and that even then it would be weird. But at least if they had a history and it's like, okay. If, well, if again, you're Angel's here, a founding X-Man. Not in this universe, but he is one. Well, if it's not in this universe, then it doesn't God, count. that could have been cool. What if... What potential. <laughs> what if there was an original team with Beast and Gene and Scott and Iceman wasn't a douche in... <laughs> they were the... Is he a douche? Yeah, he's a douche. In and this? I would say so. Why? You're dating Rogue. I... I okay, the Kitty Pride Him and the but, Kitty Pride thing? Yeah. I saw that as him, her being like a little sister. I, I do see where she could interpret yeah. it. But then there was never like a going in for a kiss or no, oh, I, I have to lean away. I think it was just him trying to cheer up a friend, a, a friend or a little sister, which I, and I agree. And that's how I took it too. the ice skating thing though. A bit much. Yeah. Like we're married. If we did that to, for a friend who was a woman, do you think that'd be cool? <laughs> Great point. Great way <laughs> like, to put it. No. No. Not cool. And oh. they're high schoolers, even though they're all in their early 30s. <laughs> yeah. Or something. Yeah. But, like, have a thought. Yeah. Okay? Like, it's but, so dumb, too. I mean, since we're on it, it's such a tacked on nonsense it bullshit is. story. I was going to say, too, I was like, what I would do is I, I would probably say to my wife, hey, so-and-so is not doing good. How about we go take her out ice skating? She's from her pass yeah. it they cheer her up together yeah because the thing about like in the danger room she kitty cried oh, yeah. saved him from being exploded by hugging him because that's how you would have to do that yeah to use her powers properly and rogue gets all upset about it oh yeah over that and it's like kitty saved my life and, the, and it like, never gets talked about either. No. Like Rogue never brings it up to him. No, she's just pissy about it. Yeah. And then when he tries to, she says some offhand comment. There's so and, many better ways they could have handled I mean, the, yeah. literally the, one of the first scenes in the first movie is Rogue nearly killing her boyfriend. Right. By making out with him. Mm-hmm. And yet there's no real indication, even in 2, that... I mean, well, I guess in two, they're like, we're figuring it out and shit like that. But there's no evolution of that story to where we just can't figure it out or we had to break up because of it. Right. Like, you have to be reminded that they're even supposed to be in a relationship. Right. Aside from the fact that Rogue's pissed at Iceman, like, you kind of, it it's not even a point. Yeah. And it's again, just, if you would have had a scene where they were, they went to kiss, but... He backed out last second. Because, yeah, because he was too afraid to. Yeah, or, or something like yeah. some more more than just the little squabbles they had. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, even in the in the cartoons and stuff, like Rogue is the character that wants the cure because she mm. can't. And she even says it in this movie: "I can't even shake someone's hand." Fair point. Right. That's all you need. You don't need this forced love triangle 
that isn't even a love triangle. It's just right. a bunch of misunderstandings that could have been cleared up with one semi-rational conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's such I a know. waste. It, yeah, I could have just... It, yeah, I can't... I can't hug my friends. Yeah. That's a great reason. Yeah. But the yeah. kids at school are still scared of me. Right. Because they can't get too close to me. There's so many better. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's. It's. Oh, there's two female characters and one male one. Yeah. We have to have a trial of triangle. Yeah. Mm, do ya? Yeah. It's just sad. Uh, I did like. Pyro attacking the Cure facility. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. It was a bit out of left field. Yes. And a throwaway scene. But, yeah, but I guess it would be something that they're they're starting to... Because then after that, you got the speech from Magneto. Yeah. So you would have some sort of terrorist attack like yeah. that. So. But the fact that Bobby just so happened to also be there for some reason. Yeah. I mean, he was looking he was for, for Rogue. Rogue but why that one? And yeah. Why... Was she there? And I don't I don't think so. Why were you looking there then? Yeah. <laughs> In another movie with more scenes in it, that would make a lot of sense. But yeah. as terrorism often does, it just leads to more, uh, you know, rallying against it. Yeah. Like, you're not you're not convincing the government to go, oh, well, no, we'll just do what he says. Yeah. No, they're going to fight back. Right. Because that's what you do. Yeah. And so they go, well, we have this guy who can control metal. We're immediately going to stop using metal. <laughs> thought probably should have been doing that from the beginning but we'll leave it there yeah but literally the next scene is okay well we're gonna start using plastic weapons for our uh weaponized cure i did like beast getting pissed about weaponizing the cure yes that was good like we sk- skipped over it i forgot to put it in my notes but that was nice because and again in a better movie where there was some actual pacing and development mm-hmm. like that would be a cool moment for his character cooler moment for his character to be like you just told me about this cure right now you're weaponizing this cure mm-hmm. so it's not going to be voluntary you're going to force people to do it if you right. don't like the way they act right not cool bro <laughs> he would have said it better because it's kelsey grammar and Beast, oh, but okay. not in this movie but in a different movie could have said it better <laughs> God, we're so close to the end already. Just I know. Because oh, yeah. it set. goes from all of this, and then it's like, okay, then we get Logan tracks down Gene in the woods, takes on the Brotherhood at the camp and fails miraculously. Mm-hmm. Then the army ambushes the camp because it worked well for the strongest you know, mutant we know. <laughs> I'm sure the army will do fine. <laughs> but they know they're coming, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, that brings me back to the mystique thing. Like, yeah. if she was still in on it, then why a scene with only your mutant buddies? Did you just ditch her like that? Like, why didn't you say anything? I don't know. Maybe it's to trick the audience. I, I guess. It but worked. You didn't do it. I guess. <laughs> did it? <laughs> it's got us talking. It's okay. Yeah. And uh, multiple man had his uh, single use. Yep. To be multiple in the woods and then get arrested again. <laughs> oh, man. A, and then I did like seeing Beast suit up, obviously. Uh, the others suit up too, which is nice, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get the infamous Golden Gate Bridge scene. Yeah. It is yeah. cool looking. 
It doesn't make sense when you think about it for more than five seconds. Yes. But it is cool. And the other thing was like when they got onto the bridge, it looked like there were a lot of them. When he moved the bridge, it looked like there were about five of them. Yeah. When he landed, there were like a hundred of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, and maybe that's why it took so long because the others weren't on this part of the bridge. I guess. It's so just like, like, take the ferry, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> I know. Like, be cool. There is a boat that goes out there. Yeah. Maybe not anymore, because it's not a tourist attraction. Yeah, but back but, then it was. Well, I guess in this universe in this it universe, wasn't, because yeah. it's a government but facility, still, I guess. But still, you can, you can get a boat. There's still yeah, boats. steal one. You're a villain. <laughs> Don't move a bridge. There's, yeah, there's so many other options. build that bridge? I think people that, died building that bridge. Like, come probably. on. That's the last option if I were to be like, I need to get to that island. Well, I'm going to take this old bridge and move it. Here's the other Even thing. Even if I could. <laughs> so, and obviously we talked about the, it took a very long time to move the bridge, mm-hmm. obviously, because it was day when it started. Right. It was night by the time it landed. Yeah. Then the X-Men show up and just sort of like boss the army around and they're cool with it. <laughs> Immediately. Well, did they show, did they show the powers yet? They all had cool superhero landings. No, I meant the uh, the the villains, the Magneto Brotherhood. Yeah, they, I think they what were. What did they do so far? I I don't remember. I mean, they landed a bridge. That's pretty impressive. I guess yeah, that would be enough. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> that bridge was over there. Now it's here, yeah. and you're all here flying off this thing. Even though I don't think all of you can fly. <laughs> you win. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I was thinking of like a. Like when the Avengers and the army or whatever fight Ultron mm, yeah. and Pietro gets winged by the bullet. Yeah. Like there's nothing like that. Or when Steve in the first movie lands in front of the army and they're like, why should we t- listen to you, fucking dude in blue? Right. And then he takes out a Shatari and they go, okay, well, listen to you. Like there's nothing. They just show up, land cool-ish. Yeah. For 2006, anyway. Yeah. And go, okay, guys, fall in line and do this. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got a point. I didn't think about it until now, but yeah. I, why would they listen to them? You're just going to have us line up and then turn around. <laughs> the only person they might recognize is Beast. Yeah. Because he's part of the government. Probably not anymore, even though he gets a promotion by the end of the movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because he did a good job <laughs> yeah, fighting yeah. mutants or something. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and then... Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, there's some cool stuff. But the bowling pin noises when Juggernaut rolls over the army guys. Oh, I didn't even notice it. I'm so I glad it. I didn't. <laughs> and it was just like, you fuck... Like, <laughs> I forgot about it. And then I heard it. I was like, you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Bowling pin stupid. noises. And then they top that with, I'm the Juggernaut bitch. <laughs> yeah. Don't you know who I am? No. No. <laughs> Why would I'm the they? juggernaut, bitch. So? <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm on the other side of this wall. I can't yeah. hear you. And also, what is that? So? You're the juggernaut. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> can't stop me? Okay. <laughs> I do, though. And it's clever. And then he's just a big dumb lummox, and Kitty's, you know, realizes she loses her powers. Right. When touching Leech or near Leech. And so they just wait for him to get his steam up and then move out of the way. So he gets depowered and knocked down. It's like, okay, fine. Yeah. Still dumb. 
That's a. Did you know that Juggernaut is actually Xavier's brother? No. You know why you don't know that? Because this movie's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they do mention it, I think, in Deadpool 2. Do they really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's a very, like, throwaway line, but I'm almost positive they mention it. Nice. Well, and in the original comics, he's not even a mutant. He gets his powers from a crystal. I was talking about this with uh, Patrick at work. The crystal mm-hmm. is the same power as the bands of Sidorak that Doctor Strange uses. Oh. Yeah, which I did not know. I always knew like it was a crystal that started with a C, and I didn't, but apparently it's the same entity that Doctor Strange harnesses powers from to do those red bands that he uses for, uh, to tie down Thanos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the same as the energy that, and the bands that Juggernaut traditionally has on his arms apparently keep him from being injured when he's bulldozing through stuff. Very cool. Yeah. So, fun it's fact. A lot deeper news. than just nothing. Because well, that, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah okay. and he's also Xavier's stepbrother. Right. <laughs> You'd never know. No. Sam. Bald head? <sighs> well, I mean. <laughs> I don't remember. I think there's a point where he doesn't. Yeah, he has, there's a point where he doesn't have the helmet on. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, Wolverine and Beast have kind of a team-up fight, which is cool. Kelsey yeah. Kramer doing stuff, so it's fun, even though it probably wasn't Kelsey doing the fighting. Probably not. In a lot of the stuff, yeah. but still, it's a cool design. And then Angel swoops in with the win to save his dad <laughs> from being, how did he know to be there? Yep. Where was he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with the timing? Did he have a shirt on? I don't remember. Probably not. There's no <laughs> shirt with holes for your wings. There should be. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I mean, it's an impressive catch, but when I saw that scene, I was just like, this is the definition of wasted potential. Yeah. Because there's so many actual scenes you could put in this movie yeah, to if we would have deepen got... the relationship. Exactly. If we could get more scenes with the two of them to, yeah. to show the relationship and it's not good and he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he hates his father now and... This and that, and his father thinks, oh, you're such a waste, or anything, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then to come in and save him, be like, no, I'm not a waste, and God, there's so much you could have done. Yeah. But no, it was just, nah, Dad, I don't want the cure. Jump out window. <laughs> yeah. Next scene, yeah, oh, I'm but... saving you, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I'm going to keep curing people that want to be cured, I guess. <laughs> and yet, like, uh. even that character is not, like, even if you don't even have Angel in the movie... He doesn't deal with anything. No. Like, I came up with a cure. Okay, thanks. Cool. And then... doctor. (laughs) It doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. You already have a doctor. Have her be the cure maker. Well, and that's the thing. It's just... There's so much depth that could happen if they had just paid attention to the comics. Because, like, yeah, a founding member of the X-Men's father has a cure. Hmm. His son is an X-Man. Of course, he's okay with having his wings. He's a hero yeah. using his powers for good, and his father doesn't understand that or accept it. Hmm. Great. Sounds like a good story. I think so. So his dad comes up with this cure and tries to force it on him. Yeah. Because he cares more about, you know, the prestige of, and you know, getting rid of the shame of having a mutant for a son. Right, right. So, but 
the son refuses that cure because he's okay with being a mutant. He's been a mutant for years. Oh, interesting. He's a hero. He's an X-Man. But he's a hero. He can't just leave his father to be plummeted off a big building by some randos. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so he saves him. And oh. their relationship may never be perfect, but at least he can accept that his son is a hero. Yeah. Using his gifts. To save others wanted. and him. Yes. Huh. Oh. Um, the audience would never get that. I don't think. It's too deep. <laughs> it's That's too much stuff. I want, I what I want, is the fight we've been waiting three movies for, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, Pyro versus Iceman. <laughs> I almost <laughs> called him Ass. <laughs> almost called him Ass Man, but it's all relative. I mean, uh, yeah, they they teed it up. Ice fire. That's it's, right. They what? teed it up in the first movie because of that different kid playing Pyro doing a fireball to impress Rogue or something, and Iceman <laughs> freezes it and embarrasses him in class. I guess. And then yeah. in two, they have this great rivalry yeah. or something. And then in this one. Here we are. They're going to do it. Duke it out. I was stoked. They already like, started to. No joke. I When I saw them square up, I was like, yes, this is the the Boba Fett versus Han <laughs> fight we never got. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. And but it's how, over. How did it end for you? Not great. <laughs> We finally see Iceman in his ice form for the first time in three movies. Yeah. For two seconds. Looks pretty bad, but it's fine. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yuck. <laughs> Should have stayed in school, though. Yeah. Should that's never that's what I've seen us for. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. <laughs> Iceman say, stay in school. <laughs> Who? What? Why? <laughs> no. Um, we get another fastball special. To, as a diversion yeah, yeah. again in another movie kind of clever do you ever learn because he's held <laughs> him up by his metal stuff many times yeah and then this time yeah i finally learn i get it now i'm gonna <laughs> use it to screw you old man <laughs> and then beast sticks him right in the chest yeah, with like four. six of those <laughs> things <laughs> i thought it was four but it could be six it was, it was a lot it was more than one it was more than needed <laughs> yeah for sure well, i mean it's man you know he's pretty strong Here's another thing. He's pretty old. Most of the mutants were cured with one. Magneto took, let's call it four. Right. And within, because the movie's over in about five minutes. So yeah. in about three minutes, he's fine. Yeah. Which is great because I guess the cure doesn't last. Right. But that's bad because the cure doesn't last. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because this movie doesn't lead to anything. No, this is it. But hold on, Jeremy. There's a big plot point we haven't talked about. Oh. Since they escaped from the doc, uh, the mansion and didn't do anything else. Okay. <laughs> Gene yeah. is Phoenix right now. Right. You might not know this because she hasn't done anything <laughs> since that thing in the woods with the gun. But she is Phoenix in this movie right now. Yeah. And she's about to let loose <laughs> on Wolverine and anybody in her path. And she Dis does. She does. Disintegrates buildings and all sorts of shit for some reasons I don't remember. Like she just... I gotta know, what is Wolverine's pants made out of? Um, adamantium. <laughs> but it's that, like, chainmail so he can still move. Yeah, because everything else just disintegrated. Even some of his body and skin and mm -hmm. muscle and all that. 
It's prob- pants. Good. It's wherever the Hulk gets his pants. I guess. They shop at the same store. I mean, they. And that's I, where Wolverine started, was fighting Hulk. He was a Hulk villain. Hulk 181. And I get Check it. Check it out. It's for kids. You can't have his butt cheeks hanging out. Yeah, but... but you could have also blocked it with all the other debris. Or shot it a different way. Yeah, there's that too. <laughs> like, yeah. all you need is in one shot for the ladies of Hugh naked. Yeah, just you know, a side trying, shot? Yeah. Yeah. Just a leg up and down to, do, you know, for mm. perspective. Yep. And... Call it good. Close-ups from there on. Waist <laughs> up from there. Yeah. It's fine. Um, and again, it's it's an emotional scene. It's Wolverine killing Jean. That's a big deal. Her coming to her senses for some reason again mm. and asking him to. Right. Great scene in a better movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But Rogue returns to the mansion depowered and can hold Bobby's hand because that's all she has ever wanted. <laughs> we know that because she was crazy for most of this movie for little to no reason. Yeah. Uh, Leech has joined the school, which is nice because they'll depower everybody he comes into contact with. <laughs> yeah, even close with, to. Yes. Yeah. With little to no explanation as to how they got around that to be around the rest of the students. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about that till now. No? Because he uh-huh. is. He joined the school at yeah, the end. Yep. And he hugged Storm and... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unless they're in a situation where they need their powers, I guess it's not that big a deal. Right. But, like, anybody that sits next to him in class wouldn't have their powers at the moment. No. Like, like if you got Mystique in, in this class, right, where she doesn't wear any clothes and she gets depowered, she's now naked in there. Well, I don't know how many there's the, the mutants are like that, but there's somewhere this could be very inconvenient for them. Yeah. I mean, I was about to say some stuff, but I'm not going <laughs> to. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Beast becomes the UN ambassador for mutants. Right. Um, and then Magneto's playing chess, and we see Angel fly by with his newly formed confidence in his wings that he got because <laughs> of the scene that he was in. Yeah. Um, but the chess pieces are made out of metal, Jeremy. Of course they are. It's the only kind he has. I mean, wouldn't it be? It would. <laughs> it would. And playing chess by yourself is a thing. Chess I, yeah, people I've, do it all the time. You play yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's usually on a board you can turn to then look at it from different Probably, but you but don't necessarily have to. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Um, but his power's back because the chess piece... Wiggle a little it bit. Moved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> End credits. But it's not over. No. Do you remember, Jeremy, this random scene no. of someone on a TV screen talking about being oh. in a coma? Actually, yes. And then Xavier said something about, you know, if we were unscrupulous assholes, we could put our minds in that coma guy. Yeah. Well, guess what? That's what he did. It's <laughs> at the end of that movie yeah. to save himself. I mean, that's why he was smiling. He's like, I know I'm out. You don't know I'm out. I'm finally free of you assholes. I'm going to be in coma guy in coma with guy. my girlfriend. And Ladles. Yeah. Did it take a long time for him to get the consciousness? Is that why he didn't come back and help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and does he now have power? Well, he has to, right? Because he put his, his conscience mind. in? Is it his mind? 
I know it's just conscious. Is there a put... reason why he, after this movie, looks like Patrick Stewart and still can't walk and does all the stuff as Patrick Stewart looking like Patrick Stewart in every movie after this? <laughs> Even though he technically died and is in someone else's body. I remember seeing, reading something where it's like, oh, it's a projection. He's making us see that. Why? What di- What difference does it make? And when did they say that? Um, the only difference I could imagine is if you if you know Doctor Xavier looking like this, and you know his background and all that, you would trust him more than you would trust other person saying he is him. That's fair. And I mean, the <laughs> dude was in a coma, yeah. So there's a solid chance he wasn't able to walk anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Was he in a coma? I know they said that yeah, he, he has was... like three percent brain function or something like that. So I don't know if he was in a coma or he just was brain dead. Which is same sim- yeah, pretty much the same. <laughs> I guess a coma you can come out of brain dead, you can't. True. But I don't know. If he's brain dead, why are you keeping him alive? And also, if you're going in I don't know. it's not worth picking apart. But no. going into someone who's brain dead, would that help them? I don't know. That's what I was saying. What happened? Like, did they just get pushed out? Did he kill that guy? Yeah. <laughs> did he? <laughs> did he keep him alive in the sunken place like and get out? Where's that know. guy? <laughs> I, uh, Poor I don't guy. Know. So what's the deal with Infinity War? Okay. This is very like high level looking at it this way. Uh-oh. Of Okay, Infinity War, we lost a lot of the heroes, right? In this, we lost a lot of the heroes. We care in Infinity War because we had all the stuff beforehand. Mm-hmm. With this, we don't care because there was no build up to anyone. We don't there's not enough reason to care. I mean, we had the two movies. Yeah. I think the problem, like, I remember being fairly impacted by Xavier dying, and I think that one was fairly cinematic enough where I was like, oh, man, they killed Xavier. Right. They didn't just wipe him out like they do in every other movie, like, he's actually dead for most of this movie. Yeah. But with Scott, it was like, oh, they just killed Scott. Right. Not they just oh, killed Scott. <laughs> yeah, it's not right. a, oh, he's, he's locked up somewhere. He's dead. Yeah. But we don't care. Yeah, well, and that's, yeah, it's, and then, it's not necessarily, because, I mean, the, part of Infinity War is the buildup of several movies, but a lot of it is just the execution. Yes. Like, I mean, technically, Gamora only had two movies, but yeah. that scene is so dramatic and well executed that when she's you know, flung off that cliff, right. you care, yeah. and you get crushed because of it. Yeah. But in this, and again, I get why they wouldn't show it for the mystery, but it's just, it's so meh. Mm-hmm. And we've spent all of 10 seconds with the guy in this movie so far, and he already was kind of a wet blanket in the other movies, and we didn't care about him that much. Yeah. I know. But that, just, that's the kind of like the correlation I got, is this, yeah. it was mig, major villain, very difficult to defeat. Yeah. And killing one off of these own. heroes. Yeah, one of your own. And in Infinity War, I mean, you care a lot. I care a lot. In this, it's like, okay, just get on with it. Let's see. Let's see how they'll beat her. Yeah. Maybe that's the other thing. They did beat her. Maybe if they didn't beat her, it could be a whole different story. Could it? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I guess if it was written better and they didn't beat her, yeah, that could be crazy. Yeah. But then it wouldn't have been crazy for Infinity War to do it because it's been done. But whatever. It just, 
very, like I said, very high level of your heroes are actually dying off, not just mm-hmm. getting injured and yeah. put aside, actually dying off. Well, I mean, again, in in Logan, when we relost Xavier, right? It's brutal. Yeah, and it's brutal because Logan is phenomenal, and his is. passing is phenomenal. I mean, when Storm and Logan scream out and cry and whatever when Xavier dies in this, like it's pretty fine like it's solid it's too bright still (laughs) but fine but in logan it's like jesus like yeah yeah he's died like three times already but this one hurts yeah and you also had the bonus of at the time anyway this was going to be the last time for patrick stewart supposed to be right now he was back and will likely be back yet again (laughs) but at the time it was a big deal yeah just uh, let down. Anyway. Let's but just, not the worst movie. No, it no. was fun. Let's get into some fun factoids and some Eastery eggs. I think right. I have Easter eggs on here. You want me to go? Yeah. All right. Fun fact. First fun fact here. Brian Singer was in the middle of a three-movie deal made with 20th Century Fox, beginning with X2 in 2003, and keen to make X3. But he and Fox were unable to come to terms. Uh, during this time, Warner Brothers offered him the chance to direct Superman Returns immediately. Singer informed Fox that he was going to take this opportunity and would still like to return to direct X-Men 3. As a consequence, his deal was terminated and Matthew Vaughn briefly joined the production before he backed out. News on, More on that second. later. <laughs> yeah. uh, Brett Ratner was the finalist for the director's role for X-Men in 2000, having experience of making a successful movie out of a rushed production with... Rush Hour. Oh. I which I remember liking those movies at the time. Yeah. One, two, three. And then they stopped, thank God. Or didn't they make a four with... Maybe they did. Oh, they did. Didn't they? I think so. Gross. Or was the fourth one... I don't know. What's the one with uh, Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson? Shanghai Noon? Yeah. Does that have any correlation? Are those connected at all? No. <laughs> okay. They have Jackie Chan in them. Maybe that's all it is. And a funny guy with an annoying same voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Owen Wilson's voice isn't annoying. I love Owen Wilson, especially in Loki. Loki's yeah, been so great. good. It's so good. Uh, speaking of Brett Ratner, this past weekend at New York Comic Con, it was New York, I told you, Matthew Vaughn <laughs> commented on what may have actually led to his departure from the film. Quote, one of the main reasons I actually quit X3 and it was a true story and I don't care if I'm not meant to say it, but Hollywood is really political in an odd way. I went into one of the executive's office and I saw an X3 script and I immediately knew that it was a lot fatter. I was like, what the hell is this? This draft? Oh, don't worry about it. Like, no, no, I'm the director, Vaughn said during the panel. I'm worrying about this draft. Tell me what it is. Wouldn't tell me. So I grabbed it from him. It was like a crazy moment, but I grabbed it Open the first page, and it said, Africa, storm, kids dying, have no water. She creates a thunderstorm and saves all these children. Okay, it's a pretty cool idea. Then, when Vaughn said the executive pointed out the scene was only included to get Barry to agree to appear in the flick, and the studio wanted to axe the moment after Barry signed her contract. Quote, they said it was the Halle Berry script because she hasn't signed up yet, but once she gets what she wants it to be and she signs up we'll throw it in the bin 
the filmmaker added. And I was like, wow, you're going to do that to an Oscar-winning actress who plays Storm? I'm out of here, so I quit. Yeah. I could so see Fox doing that. I know. I, I wish <laughs> this was like a no way, dude. Yeah. Not possible. You're just trying to get in the news. But no, this totally seems like... Yeah. I mean, I know that Fox he listens to the show and knew that we were doing X3 today. So he, you know... Why else would this news be popping up before we record? I agree. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's <laughs> it is pretty wild. Though. It is crazy. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> crazy. <sighs> All right, let's go to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebecca Romaine and James Marsden's roles were reduced substantially when this movie was rushed into production, and the two cast members had prior scheduling conflicts. So that explains that. So, yeah. So I you you mentioned the James Marsden one. Do you know what the Rebecca one was? I have no idea. I'm hmm. sure you could name to be here and see what else came out around 2006. Uh, Kelsey Grammer was so keen to play Beast, who could blame him, that he agreed to do an audition. This was the first time Grammer had auditioned in over 20 years. Which makes sense. Yeah. And he's so great in this role. As a person, he's a monster. But in this role, it's just fantastic. I'm, I was really happy to see him back in Days of Future Past Yeah. at the end. I was like, that's a really cool Easter egg <laughs> for me. And nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe somebody else. <laughs> There's got to be at least two of us. Yeah. Uh, the whirlwind wire stunts performed by Halle Berry made her so nauseated that she vomited in one scene, and the crew had to bring in buckets for her before shooting her fight scenes. Oh. That sucks. That does suck. Oh, man. Uh, when Brian Singer was going to direct, he and his writers, Dan Harris and Michael Doherty, wrote a treatment solely based on the X-Men storyline, The Dark Phoenix Saga. Uh, the deceased Jean Grey returns with a new, more destructive personality called the Phoenix. She would be manipulated into joining the Hellfire Club, sounds interesting, mm-hmm. uh, by their telepathic leader Emma Frost. Sigourney Weaver was intended for the role. A uh, three-way battle occurs between the club, who wants to take over the world, the X-Men, who want to save their comrade, and Magneto's Brotherhood, who want the Phoenix for their own plans. At the end, to save everyone, Jean kills herself. But her spirit lives on and transcends into a divine being, which already compared to the Star Child in 2001 A Space Odyssey. Sounds lovely. Sounds, yeah, real nice. Better than what we got, at least. <laughs> uh, so I figured out what Rebecca Romain was doing in 2006. Okay. Around there, at least. Uh, she might have been doing Lies and Alibis. Okay. Um, might have been doing Man About Town. Okay. Or might have been doing a TV show, Pepper Denise. 13 episodes of that. She did all that in 2006 along with X-Men Last Stand. Hmm. So She was busy. Busy, busy. Any or all of those things would keep you busy from being in this dog shit of a movie. <laughs> for sure. Uh, for her dual roles, Jean Grey and The Phoenix, Famke Jensen extensively researched uh, dissociative identity disorder and split personalities to make her performance convincing. In those two scenes, it was necessary. Yeah, I was going to say, do some more research. (laughs) She did great. She was okay. In the two scenes, I mean... Yeah, okay. You're right. You're right. You are right. When she did finally switch over, yes. But it's not her fault that she was underutilized. All right, you're right. Sorry. Good. Sorry, Famka. She's in gold life, for Christ's sakes. (laughs) Uh, Nightcrawler was going to make a cameo appearance in this movie, which would have been great. Alan Cumming 
who'd played Nightcrawler in X2, was going to reprise the role, despite his discomfort with the prosthetic makeup he had to wear for the role. The cameo was so short, however, the filmmakers felt the long and costly makeup process was not worthwhile, so he was omitted from the movie. The video game X-Men, the official game from 2006, explains that Nightcrawler left the X-Men because he didn't appreciate their life of action and violence. <laughs> is this another one, or is this going along with that? Because usually you put the... Oh, period. yeah. But no, I, I think this is, an, this is a different one. Okay. Uh, Gambit was going to appear in this movie and would have been a love interest of Rogue. Why not? Throw a fourth one in. <laughs> An arrival for Iceman, similar to how Kitty Pride was Rogue's rival for Iceman's affection. However, 20th Century Fox was developing X-Men Origins Wolverine from 2009 and stipulated that no mutant could appear in both movies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though... Never mind. <laughs> Uh, and so Gambit was removed from the script. Channing Tatum was in the running for the role before it was removed. I don't want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> and thus Jeremy's struggles began. Way back before we even know it existed. <laughs> yes, I'm waiting for Gambit to be on the big screen in a good way. Because yes, I know we got Taylor, whatever. Kitch. Kitch, he's a fine actor. You know, I, I don't have he did a, a fine job, too. It's a cool scene. It's unnecessary, but yeah. it's cool. I just, I don't know. I'm still waiting. I love the cannot be, and yet we got someone <laughs> who was basically blob, but not for a stupid throwaway. But we also got Wolverine. Well, I mean, that's a given. It's yeah. a Wolverine movie. But, but it's still like, the other thing is... None of the characters in X-Men Origins Wolverine have much development or necessary f- purpose in existing either. Yeah. So couldn't they also not be there too? Uh, uh, we got more to go. Let's get through this so we can go eat dinner. For the opening, de-aging effects for Patrick Stewart and Serene McKellen gave the visual effects experts pictures of themselves as younger men so that the computer program Lola... Could make them look younger. This was the first film to ever use de-aging, according to IMDb. Oh wow! And then that's not did. terrible for the first time ever. I know. It's not that good either. But no, but it's good enough. <laughs> yeah, it worked. I understood that they were supposed to be younger mm-hmm. at this, not just the same actors with like colored hair, but actually looked younger. So hmm. well done. I was going to say, you have a lot of stuff here. This is not yeah, like I you. I think we might need to cut a couple no, of it's fine. We'll just read them. Right. At the time of release, this was the most financially successful of the X-Men movies. It was later surpassed by X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, one of the opening scenes with the young angel trying to hack off his wings is one of the few legacies left by Matthew Vaughn when he was set to direct. Vaughn would later direct X-Men First Class. Hmm, a much better movie. Uh, Summer Glau auditioned mm-hmm. for the role of Kitty Pride. Who's Summer Glau? Uh, Firefly. Oh, okay. Uh, Matthew Vaughn was hired in March 2005. Vaughn cast Kelsey Grammer as Beast and Vinnie Jones as Juggernaut and also conceptualized several scenes for the film 
Uh, he got no further or farther, however, because family issues forced him to drop out of filming, which we saw might not be true. <laughs> uh, Vaughn was also cautious of 20th Century Fox wanting to rush production. Quote, I didn't have the time to make the movie I wanted to make. I had a vision for how it should be, and I wanted to make sure I was making a movie as good as X2, and I knew there was no way that could be done. And true statement. <laughs> According to visual effects supervisor John Bruno, about $35 million, which is one-sixth of the budget, was spent on the Golden Gate sequence. So pointless. <laughs> this included constructing a full-scale section of the bridge that was about the size of a basketball court, 94 feet, and then using computer graphics imagery on the rest of the bridge and its background. Well spent. $35 million. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. You could have bought a boat. Uh, the idea for a cure developed by Dr. Kavita Rao, beast interests in it, and the prominent roles played by Kitty Pride and Colossus were inspired by Joss Whedon's story Gifted, which took place in the first six issues of Astonishing X-Men. The mutant cure plot was first introduced in X-Men the Animated Series in 1992. Hmm. At around one hour, 18 minutes, Beast's famous line, Oh, my stars and garters, is used in this movie. Mostly due to executive producer Kevin Feige's insistence. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, we already talked about that. Um, with the appearance of Beast, though he was an X2, kind of, and Angel, the original X-Men team that was formed in 1963, which was Xavier Cyclops, uh, Marvel Girl, which is Jean Grey, Beast, Iceman, and Angel now fully appear in this movie, though not all together. Because why would you do that? No, it would be stupid. Uh, throughout the movie, Storm and Callisto are constantly battling. In the comics, Storm and Callisto battled for leadership of Callisto's gang, the Morlocks. By constantly battling, I'm sure they mean that one fight they had. They did two. Oh, it was two? Okay. In the house. Oh, um, yeah, that's right. Two is constant, I guess. <laughs> the sequence where Magneto rips the end of the bridge... Uh, and moves it towards Alcatraz was based on new X-Men number 147, where he did the same with the Manhattan and Brooklyn bridges. Okay, that helps to understand why they did it a yeah. little bit more. Yeah. Still unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> um, at around 1 hour 22 minutes, Kane Marco's line, uh, Don't you know who I am? I'm the juggernaut pitch. Was inspired by a popular web parody movie that made use of the scenes from X-Men the Animated Series. Throughout the parody, the Juggernaut character repeatedly says, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. According to Wikipedia, Brett Ratner has a link to this parody on his own website. Okay. Uh, Again, helps explain why they did it. <laughs> Didn't uh, need to do uh, it. <laughs> I'm going to skip this ne that next one. At around 32 minutes in Angel's first scene, Dr. Rao opens a case containing the cure, on which is the code XM89248. Uh, comic artist Jim Lee's first work was on Uncanny X-Men number 248 from 1989. Very cool. Yeah. And uh, this last one we already talked about, that uh, both Stanley and Claire, Chris Claremont were in this. They are creators. Yeah. And writers. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, that was so a long one. Cool. Yes. <laughs> it was a short movie, but we talked a lot about it. Yes. There's a lot of problems in better ways of doing it. And we, uh, I think we covered it all. I would yeah. say so. Um, but if you want to write in and tell us your thoughts about this movie, 
Um, or if you want to tell us what your thoughts are about our next movie, which is going to be Ghost Rider. What? That will be the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, please do reach out. You can go to our website, wearemarvelpod.com. Um, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Wearemarvelpod.com. Uh, that'll give you links to like a merchandise page. And you can go there, find a design that you like, and then make that into a shirt, a sweatshirt, pillowcase, mug, whatever you want. Uh, it also has links to our social media. Or just go to any social media that you are interested in and look up We Are Marvel Pod. You will find us. Talk to us. Join. Like. We are follow, here. Follow we are here. We are here. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you guys. It'd be awesome. Um, but I think that's all for this week. I think so, too. Like I said, Ghost Rider next week. I don't remember the last time I saw it. It's been so long. I finally watched Spirit of Vengeance a couple weeks that's ago. That's right. You hadn't watched it. Yeah. And it, it's okay. <laughs> All right. I'm probably mixing the two together into one movie. So when I watch Ghost Rider, I'll try and remember what was what. All right. Um, so yeah, check that out next episode. But until then, I've been Jeremy. And I've been Justin. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.